The interesting part is that we have both enterprise customers and smaller customers. So I would say the enterprise customers, we have six of them right now, pay an average of 25,000 a year, uh, which would be around 2,000 a month, even if they pay on a yearly contract. Well, then we have a dozen smaller customers that pay about 1,000, 2,000 a year. So we, are, we have two buckets of customers that are very different in terms of the type of revenue they bring and the type of way they use the system. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like... Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We've got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Francesco Putignano. He is an Italian, has lived in seven countries and speaks five languages. He then became a nuclear engineer before getting an MBA and working at a fast-growing ticketing marketplace. He founded his current company, MellowWorks, with two of his best friends with the objective of changing the way work is executed in heavy industry. All right, Francesco, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, sure, Nathan. Thanks for having me. So what does that mean, the way work is executed in heavy industry? Um, so if you think way, the way heavy industry and uh, heavy work is carried on, you have systems to plan the work, systems to account for the work, but when you go in the field to execute the work, you're usually uh, still relying on paper and communication outside, uh, which is kept offline. So uh, when we say we want to change the way work is executed, we want to uncover that black box, which is execution and make it trackable uh, and and transferable to what other systems companies are using. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? I mean, t- name one of your customers and tell me how they use you. Um, so think construction companies, for example. Uh, they use us to collaborate across stakeholders with multiple contractors or with their clients uh, without uh, having to exchange WhatsApps, emails, uh, uh, prepare paper report, or then go back uh, to the office at the end of the day to gather all the information, put it together and send it to their customer, for example. So uh, they use a very conversational, user-friendly platform to collaborate and communicate. And then the platform does the rest. The information is organized and you already have all the data there instead of having it together, it put it together and create the report. Now, when you came on back in December of 2018, you had just landed your first customer that was paying $1,000 a month. How many customers are you now working with today? Uh, so now we have about uh, 20 customers. 20 uh, customers. And do they pay on average $1,000 per month? 
Uh, no. Well, uh, the interesting part is that we have both enterprise customers and smaller customers. So I would say the enterprise customers, we have six of them right now, pay an average of 25000 a year, uh, which would be around 2000 a month, even if they pay on a yearly contract. Well, then we have a dozen smaller customers that pay about 1000 2000 a year. So we, are, we have two buckets of customers that are very different in terms of the type of revenue they bring and the type of way they use the system. So if you're an enterprise customer, we provide you with a tool for the field, which you can then connect with the rest of your suite of products. If you're a small customer, we are basically your ERP. If you're a three-people construction company, you can rely on Mela to be your uh, you know, uh, ERP and managing your asset and your work. So it's a two very different use cases, which we address with the same exact product with different support and strategies. So six enterprises at $25,000 a year is $150,000 in annual recurring revenue, plus 12 smaller companies paying 2K per year is another $24,000 in ARR. So you're doing about $175,000 in annual revenue right now? Yeah, we're speaking euros, so in dollars would be probably a bit like under ninety thousand, something like that. Okay, very good. Now, what drove that growth? I mean, how did you go from one to twenty customers? Well, um, so uh, the main focus, because we're a small company, so we, the founders, did all the BD, and we focused on on medium, larger enterprises. So we do a lot of the work in the field ourselves to, you know, contact the companies and do uh, outbound sales during the first year. The interesting part was that lately. Once we started gaining some traction, we, we started getting some inbound uh, customers, which are the smaller ones, the ones with the smaller tickets. We don't go after those. They're usually inbound and we sell to them. So we gather them through you know, Google search, a little bit uh, LinkedIn marketing. And what we're seeing is that, uh, again, with very limited data, uh, that could be a big opportunity there in, ter- in terms of keeping the cost of acquisition at a few hundred dollars and the average uh, yearly ticket at uh, maybe 1500 So uh, what we want to do going forward is bringing that part of the customers from being from mounting to about 10, 15% of our revenues today to maybe 30, 40 going forward. Uh, because yeah, we, we think it's a great opportunity, especially if you're familiar with like some European countries, there's hundreds of thousands of construction companies and service companies with less than 10 employees and we want to address that in a different way. I mean, we'll, we'll keep the outbound because we enterprises like us. And so we think we want to continue there. But we, we also want to invest in more like uh, inbound. Uh, and, Francesco, how many people are on the team today? We're still six. Okay. We're and how many of them are quota carrying reps? Uh, it's the three founders. Uh, so you we, guys we sell. Yeah, we, we, it's, it's still ourselves. But uh, because we've been so capital efficient, we have a very low burn. Uh, we got where we are with, uh, you know, just the same six people we were a year ago. Uh, now we are closing a, a bigger seed investment. Uh, How much and, are you looking to raise? Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're looking to raise between one and two million. Uh, and you raised, raised about 300,000 previously? Yes. Okay. Uh, and so we are now, I mean, we're actually closing the deal right now. I can't comment, uh, comment on that. But Do you think uh, that will look- actually close considering the macroeconomic conditions? Literally, I mean, on the day that I'm interviewing you, markets around the world are down 20 to 30% over, over 50, you know, you know, month, month, month long highs. Fingers crossed it will. I mean, we're very close to the close. We're far, we're ahead in the process. We're not trying to close it now. We are really close to signing. And so my, my hope is that every indication is that we will be able to close. And uh, of course, I mean, fingers crossed. Uh, and you're based in Sweden or Italy? 
Uh, we, we're going to be based in Italy. We're going to open an office. Uh, that's the plan for this year. Okay. So, I mean, again, you, you have to look at what's happening right now with the coronavirus in Italy and go, I mean, do you, how do you, I mean, how as a CEO, a bootstrap CEO, well, not bootstrap, but as a kind of new CEO, less than three years old, I mean, how do you think about opening an office in Italy, which has just been, you know, obviously devastated with the rest of the world? Absolutely. So I definitely expect um, a recession and probably sales cycle on the enterprise side getting longer, for sure. And that's why I think that for us, having a very low cost base will be critical once we close this round to plan forward. We will be in this situation where we have a very low cost base and some cash that would have lasted us like 18, 24 months in any case, even investing heavily. But we will be in the situation where we don't have to make tough decision right away because we haven't, I mean, if we had closed around three, four months ago, now our cost base would have increased four or five fold. And all of a sudden we are, we are in a situation where we, we might be, the economy might be slowing down. My opinion is that once we close this in the next few weeks, we'll be in a situation where we can weather the storm better. And but what are you, what are you, so you mentioned burn is now lower. What are you now burning per month? Uh, net, uh, we're burning less than 10 K. So we're spending okay. like about, yeah, 25K. Yeah. Yeah. You said last time you were on that net, you were burning about $18,000 per month. Now you're down to 10 because your revenues increased and your expenses have stayed the same. Uh, yeah, we increased the expense a little bit, but more or less. Yeah. Okay. And and so what about churn? I mean, do you have enough data yet to be able to look at what churn might, might be? We lost one customer representing 0.02% of the revenue. It was like Really tiny. How much per month is that in terms of revenue? Uh, it was like uh, fifty bucks per month. Okay. Lost. So are you too are you too cheap? I mean, how do you know that customers wouldn't pay double or triple what you're currently charging if you've only had one very small customer churn? We we're very flexible in terms of what we allow people to pay because we are a startup. We don't have like uh, we have fixed pricing and a strategy, but we're very flexible in terms of uh, meeting the customer's uh, willingness to pay. So uh, enterprise is different, uh, but we, we are. Uh, it's hard to find two customers that pay exactly the same amount because we give them like slightly different services and uh, and functionalities. So in that sense, we are. Uh, I mean, we're not perfect, but we we go towards uh, uh, charging what people are willing to pay. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying though is, how do you test the limits of that? Right? You, you, right? Currently, uh, I mean they're definitely willing to pay your current price because no one has churned at all. Uh, I mean, shouldn't you have a little bit of churn? Wouldn't that be healthy? Uh, This is the first year and we are on yearly or two year, three year contracts. So yes, it would. Uh, The way we do it now is during negotiation, when negotiate like a yearly or two year deal, uh, there's usually this company, industrial company, usually want to discount. So whatever price you give them, they tend to, you know, low volume, bring it down. So we try to, you know, stay firm, uh, and we try to maximize the what we get. At some point, we we will be in the position to you know uh, not go for a deal that we think uh, we shouldn't go for. But so far, uh, we we haven't been in the position where we can take a risk on churning. I don't know, ten or twenty percent of our revenues on a big customer because we are charging too much. Yeah, but you don't know if you're taking that risk unless you try and charge that much. Like, <laughs> you're right. We, but as you said, we've been it's opportunity cost. Absolutely. So how do you, okay, so the 20, you've gotten 19 customers over the past kind of year and a half, right? What are you spending to get these new customers that pay a grand, you know, two grand a month sometimes? Uh, to acquire them? 
to acquire them? CAC, customer acquisition cost. Um, uh, well, for the enterprise that are paying uh, twenty five thousand a year, the, the the customer acquisition cost is between five and ten thousand. Uh, so we recover that in like four months. Uh, for the smaller ones, uh, the data are a little bit. Uh, sketchier because they're inbound. We spend like uh, Google search and marketing. I would estimate it right now at about two thousand, uh, but it's it's very inefficient. So in that sense, we recover the cost in about a year. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we can get that below a thousand for sure. Yeah, very good. Yeah. All right, let's wrap up here with the famous five, Francesco. Number one favorite business book. Um. I, well, now I'm biased, but it's venture deals. Um. Venture deals by Brad Feld is a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, not really. I have a few friends that are CEOs as well, so I, I try to engage. Name, with name them. one. Um, Martin Schulte. With which company? Uh, Mintos. Mintos. All right. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the company? Um, I'm still on Trello very much. Uh, we, we use it for product and. Uh, yeah. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, eight hours. Eight, Good okay. Eight hours. And situation, married, single kiddos? Uh, I live with my girlfriend. Okay, good. No kids running around? No, not yet. All right, and how old are you? I'm 30, soon 38. Soon 38, soon. very good. Last question, what do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Ooh, uh, uh, that it's uh, very exciting to start your own business. So you should do it earlier. Guys, there I have it. Friend Chesco, again, uh, helping folks build their companies faster. Mela.work uh, is his company name. They've just passed $200,000 in ARR up from just $10,000 a year about a year ago. They just launched recently, call it 2017, 2018, 18 customers or so with an enterprise segment and a smaller segment. Uh, they've done this all by raising just $300,000, burning net burn $10,000 per month right now with a team of six, spending $5,000 to get a new call at $10,000 or $15,000, even $24,000 a year customer. So healthy economics, French, hoping to raise one to 2 million right now and open an office in Italy. Francesco, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.